0: Welcome to the Better Together Life podcast.
1: This is the podcast for the suburban family who wants to quit the rat race and return to the land. (laughs) That was unrehearsed magic right there.
0: And we are back. We're back.
1: Back again.
0: Guess who's, no, what is that? What is, what song is that? Is that? That's Eminem. That is Eminem. So, Slim
1: Shady, if you dare.
0: Slim, Is he still Slim Shady or is he know. only Eminem?
1: I don't know what that song was. That song was. I hope you sang along with us at home. And if you're young, don't look up the lyrics.
0: Because it's bad lyrics?
1: Probably. Everything I listened to in high school was bad lyrics.
0: That makes sense. So where have we been? Why have we not had a podcast well, for... When a mommy been? and a
1: daddy really love each other <laughs> I am presently It's it's nearly Thanksgiving I am presently 15 weeks pregnant Which means I have been pregnant For one third of my pregnancy And it was not easy it was not easy at all. Not easy for
0: you either. I can see your eyes. Like, my <laughs> wife is back. <laughs> I see your beautiful eyes. Like, your eyes is something, are, are, are something that, like, I, I talk about Kelly has great eyes. Just and like into them. I know. But they were gone. So, pretty much. You were like I this. I got
1: pregnant. I went to doTERRA's <laughs> convention. And while I was there, that six weeks nausea kicked in and it did not leave any time of day for about eight weeks. So that looked like me being vertical out of bed for a total of four hours a day. I was just miserable. I couldn't get on top of calories. I couldn't get on top of my blood sugar. Just fighting off nausea all day was like the name of the game for weeks. So you cooked, my mom came, she cooked, we froze meals, our kids were fantastic, they well your did your mom coming
0: was like at the end of it it't were very almost end, at the end yeah at the
1: very end, and I don't know if it was me figuring out how to manage my blood sugar
0: because your mom coming was whenever you weren't able to, it was the the nighttime you were doing pretty decent then yes. uh during the daytime, but before yeah. then, like once you come mm-hmm. came back from convention, you were twenty four hours a day, yeah,
1: I felt a lot of guilt in that, so probably other moms who are listening can can maybe relate, is that when a mom is down, there is no like freedom to rest unless you really carve it out. And you did a great job giving me space to carve it out, but it was hard for my brain to just be like, I'm growing a person here. I'm doing one thing that no one else in this house can do, Everyone else can help with dishes. Everyone else can help with the vacuuming. It took me probably three weeks to to feel like that was okay for me to just rest.
0: We all want this baby. Oh, We're I know. All so yes, excited! All yes. the kids like, and this is your job. This yeah. was the one thing yep. that, like you said, yeah. Um, but I, it was, and but nothing else got done. So, talking to uh, you guys watching the video on Abundance Plus. Uh, y'all listening to yes. it, the audio on whatever podcast, yeah. like letting you know, nothing got done There's while been Kelly no was There's been no vlogging.
1: There had been, I, we've just picked it back up recently, but honestly, it's been about two and a half weeks since I actually started feeling better. I met with our midwife who's wonderful and she comes to you. So in Katie, we were birthing three of our four kids at the Katie Birth Center and this will be our first home birth, so our midwife comes to our house.
0: Studio, it's <laughs> not a studio. home birth; it's That's a studio a, a, birth. How
1: many of you have a studio birth?
0: A birthing uh, studio. It's so weird sounding. <laughs> it is Sorry, really I need, weird. I'm going
1: to need you to do that voiceover while I'm in transition. That'll be perfect.
0: The baby birthing is going to be studio. born tonight in the birthing studio. Oh, it just makes me nauseous and cringy to hear it. You're in the
1: it's an awful way to say You're it.
0: You're in the birthing pool Stop studio. It.
1: <laughs> no one's hiring you for their audiobook. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> so, short story short, we're back. We're back, I would say, with a freaking bang.
0: Yes. So, let's go straight in. We're not doing any, there's nothing new in that garden. Sorry, garden.
1: I've taken down the loofah and I probably found 30 plus loofah in and amongst all of the the loofah vines and wow. So maybe half of them. I think we have about 15 that I'm going to cut up and make into Christmas gifts because I'm like, darn it, we're doing something with these. It was just an experiment. And then the other ones we gave to pigs and The children had bomb wars with them, like in the dark, just whacking each other with these three pound loofahs. So they, they were really purposeful.
0: We'll do that later. Let's go straight into. And now it's time for what's new on the homestead. Okay, so I, this, yeah. I wanna lead you in.
1: I was gonna say, you've got something to so say. So we gotta about lead this. you
0: in a little bit. New on the homestead. There's actually so many things new on the homestead. We're gonna focus on one. Like we, maybe we'll give you a little bit of a brief um, overview of what is new on the homestead. I'm gonna just go through. So we have meat chickens. Uh, we lost just now. Like yesterday, 18, eighteen chickens, like some sort of raccoon or something, it's went awful. through. Have that in a video. Um, it's not a great like video, but it's just the straight up what happened. It um, was a like some sort of. If you see it on the on abundance plus, like the um, almost like a basketball size hole, like the the raccoon just totally ripped perfectly. But ripped it didn't. That the was the thing.
1: Is it wasn't that it just ripped it because I assumed a rip in chicken wire looks a certain way. It was like taken open and then carefully folded back so as not to injure the the being, whatever it is that entered.
0: And exited. And
1: exited. I was like this, looking
0: all over the and place. Do you know, to know how see. much time
1: that would take? Because that would take us people. Yeah. Opposable thumbs you know, movable digits. It ate us it ate a hole through the tarp. It is really that's not shocking to me. I know, but I'm saying like it is crazy. But to whatever see. the predator was. And you know, I'm so thankful for the times when we share vulnerable stuff on YouTube. I think it's easy to kind of scroll through something you like, but when someone shares what's hard Usually you'll pause and take a little note. And if it's, you know, if it sticks to you, you'll reply. And there were so many kind replies. There were a few that were like just salty people that probably had a bad day at work that were unleashing in the comments. But for the most part, people could really identify like, man, not that this devastated us. Yeah, it wasn't like it was devastating and, you know, we're in a puddle, but it was one of those hits where you're like, man, I felt like we were grooving today. And then you just hit this pothole and your tire not only goes flat, but the axis, you know, axle is just all torn up. And you're like, darn it, that was not the plan. And, and I think that that took some serious wind out of your sails.
0: We'll, we'll talk more probably predator stuff as we build the poultry palace. I don't know. We'll <laughs> yeah. see. Someday we'll get to that. Also, the two girl pigs went off to the processor. Uh, we'll do a full on, hopefully, episode talking about mm-hmm. that and our time raising pigs. All in one week. Yeah, but the biggest thing. So you were pregnant. I still am. Yeah, yeah. And this just to be clear. You are very pregnant, and when you did not get to see us or hear from us on the podcast, yes. or YouTube, wherever, like we disappeared because you being mm-hmm. so sick, we talked to the midwife, mm-hmm. and we were trying to figure out anything, like just something. Just like Well, I guess it was right whenever the haulers mm-hmm. got their cow. Yes. And I don't know who said what.
1: Well, here's what's funny. The haulers got their cow, and two days later, Jess and Maya already had their cow like planned and on the way, so they got theirs the next couple of days. And we were just on the struggle bus figuring out, okay why is my energy so difficult to sustain? Why am I drinking water all day, eating food all day, and I cannot get on top of this? I was at week 12 and hoping, you know, just hopefully that this would pass. And eventually my prayers turned into like, Lord, just sustain me through this because I'm not even going to ask for you to take it away. Like if this is how it is, the whole pregnancy, I'm not going to resent my pregnancy. I just refuse. So that was kind of where I'd shifted, was like, this might be the long haul. I might just feel this terrible the whole way. But if, if God would give us a reprieve, that would be great. So we went through a lot of conversation with our midwife. First, she said, I never say this, but could it be twins? Like, that's why your energy is so low, because you just can't, you can't get on top of it. And then she was like, well, your iron, everything in your test looks totally normal. Um, maybe it's your stored iron. And then she was like, well, maybe you're not um, hydrated enough. And I'm like, I don't know how to drink more. And then she was like, are you eating enough? I said, I wake up eating. I eat in the middle of the night. I eat all the way until I go to sleep. But then we kind of pinpointed, what are we eating? And I'm eating, uh, you know, granola. And I'm eating uh, like a plate full of veggies and some sour cream. I'm eating you know, a quesadilla and whatever I can get on the side. It wasn't enough power-packed calories in one sitting to sustain me to the next sitting.
0: At at some point you ate like a a decent amount of avocado or something that that made you think that you needed the fat. Mm -hmm. And I can't remember- Well, and
1: I was talking to Rebecca and I said, Rebecca, what? You know, actually I texted Rebecca and Megan and said, you guys have been pregnant more recently than I have been. What were you doing to like snack? And Rebecca said cholesterol. She was like, so I was making things with whipped cream and cream in this and cream in that. And so I was like, okay, well I can do that. And I went to Costco and just bought, you know, gross grocery store brand whipped cream or cream, heavy cream that had like carrageenan and stuff in it. And I was like, I'm not really excited about this, but if this will take it away, I don't even care. If a Taco Bell meal would have taken this away, I was down. Like for the person who's like, "Yeah, I'm filling my freezer with my pastured pork." And I'm like, "Yeah, let's try Taco Bell because anything sounds better than what I feel." So I was desperate for a solution. And and when I mentioned the cholesterol to the midwife, she goes, well, then get you some raw milk. Get raw milk and have it and drink milk at every single meal and just see if that works. So, my primary concern was my pregnancy with Finley. I was, my blood sugar was too high. Like, if I ate a bagel, I was like throwing people out of the way so I could lay down and take a nap. It was just intense and sensitive. So, I was worried about that during this pregnancy so that I didn't repeat you know, walking down that same pathway into having a high blood sugar issue. But I'm actually experiencing the opposite. My blood sugar is really low. So things that I normally wouldn't have eaten in my previous pregnancy, like potatoes or like sweet um, fruits and things like that, I have to have with my meal. So if I had a steak and an avocado, it would be fine. But if I have a steak, avocado and potato... Some kind of starchy veg. I'm feeling so much better. And it can be a sweet potato, that's fine. But that was the big shift for me. Eating more at once. And, so and
0: all of the blood work is coming back it's pa- to It's perfect. That's okay. what she's
1: saying. It's like, this is so um, she's like, I just want to pay extra attention to you and your diet because this is not not quite normal for you to have such a health filled diet, but experiencing these slums. And I was like, well, I'm basically crying on the couch every day because I feel so terrible. She goes, oh, that sounds like blood sugar. So <laughs> we started addressing that. But the first easiest thing for us to do, which is obviously more complicated, was have a source of this nutrient dense beverage like milk that had so many layers of nutrition in it that it would sustain me from one meal to the next, even if the meals were just two hours apart. So that was really the, like, pedal to the metal, let's make a decision, because we'd been talking about this addition to the farm since February, like, seriously since February. So
0: this was... was is that whenever you came back yes. from... Uh, the, the baby shower. Yeah, the baby yep. shower up in North Carolina at the Rhodes. That was whenever... Uh, Brie said, "Hey, yeah. you don't have to have a perfect, you know, piece of land with perfect pasture. Like, there's a lot of people that have a yeah. family cow and they just feed hay.
1: She's got nuggets, and like when you sit with her, I remember us talking with her and Art when we very first started YouTube, and just Brianna just speaks very intentionally, and we we're sitting there." talking about you know property and milk cows. The only people in our group that had dairy cows were the Rhodes and then Brie and Art. And in that, it was just like, why am I not asking questions to these people who know the things? I think you even say that you're like, please don't go and hang out with your friends and not ask them really helpful, important things for our homestead. Of course.
0: <laughs> I mean, we. I I love that they're your friends, and that.
1: But they're just. It's like a think tank.
0: It it really is. Yeah, it's it's awesome. Like the fact that y'all get to be ladies up there, and you get to have like a mastermind. We don't get to be
1: ladies anywhere else, but up there.
0: (laughs) We do I'm saying. I don't know. You know what I'm saying.
1: But that was a huge influence to hear someone who actually owned cows and say yes. You can see beautiful lush pastures or our experience with raw dairy, which was we would go to the dairy and, you know, rolling green hills leading up to our drive, our drive to the dairy. And we're just like, of course we could never have a dairy cow because of the property. Like we, we have native grasses, we have sandy soil. There's nothing desirable for a cow on our property, except these six awesome people who could do a great job at keeping cows? So um, the the end conclusion was: if we could give hay, and we could afford feed and all of these things, then this cow could help create the pasture we desire. So these things combined, I am Captain Planet. Like that's just kind of how well, it came together. And I was- don't even
0: know. 100- so I I think it all kind of started. I, it didn't all start. I think that whenever we bought our Idaho pasture pig, Pigs. the the, the mm-hmm. female, we bought it from uh, uh, of some farmers yes. that had a jersey mm-hmm. that was um, really really turnkey, yes. ready, mm-hmm. and and she was available. And then I think that was like the thing that really got us to where we were. Like, okay, we're really considering this to where you're asking uh, the girls, hey, here's the price on it. Like, this is available. We started, like, okay, me being the wanting to always be like a proper consumer, (laughs) that I started, you know, researching, like, hey, here's some other ones, you know, prices and everything, asking questions online, really
1: spreadsheets of what's a pro and a con. Yes. Uh,
0: We, you know, there's a Facebook, uh, Keeping a Family Cow, and then there's also Keeping a Family Cow. Two, like T-O-O, so if you want to get on those groups, they're pretty, they're good. Uh, There's also like a keeping a family cow marketplace, which I didn't realize that until later because that's where I found out that we didn't buy that cow. So that oh
1: yes the like, original cow
0: because we lost that cow the original cow it's We're fine we didn't lose that cow I'm just saying was like,
1: emotionally attached to a cow he was never
0: getting I'm not emotionally attached to it I was a very good learning experience and it was I, and I like the free market I think it's yes. cool like we decide and I'm saying that in terms of trying to add value and mm-hmm. content of if you're wanting to get a cow there is. There's a cost involved in this. Yeah. And so if you find one that is sort of this turnkey, it's going to be worth the extra money. Yeah. So
1: can we talk about that? What range you saw in absolutely. Um, quality and even like not pedigree and that they were purebred, but pedigree and like you knew where they were last week and let's beyond.
0: First, let's first say we have our cow.
1: We have our cow and. She has a calf with her,
0: mm-hmm. so, so that's very exciting. We do have a cow, and we I think that'll be calf. part
1: of like the next unfolding.
0: This is cream. the cream, yep, for our coffee right now. so and can
1: we also say it's incredible. It's incredible to watch it work and it it took a minute. It took about ten days before we got some sort of like confidence and rhythm down. Oh, yeah. But I would love for us to talk before we gush over this gorgeous cow and her beautiful doe-like calf and talk about breed and all of that. If we could talk about what we searched. So let's kick it off with this. When I first came home from North Carolina and felt like, hey, let's search out a cow within a couple of months, and we included this in our, our release video about the cow, was we were I heard, hey, this local farm is selling some dairy cows. They're experienced smokers. Let's go check them out. So I contacted the person who was selling them.
0: Oh, you're going way back. Yeah. I just okay. want to touch on for this sure.
1: and and why we passed on this very first cow because there were some really significant things that were just not going to match up for us and our skill level and confidence, really. Not even budget wasn't an issue. But this local this local farmer was getting kind of like a a shipment of five or six cattle. Um, These were cows that were bred and then um, freshened and they were part of a dairy. But the dairy was robotic. So once they got to the the barn, they were led in by kind of a robot and to their stalls. And then they were hooked up, no people involved. And then um, they were led back out. So, fed grains to keep them entertained while they were there, but then they were back out. So, they weren't bad dairy cows, but we knew right away okay, we're gonna need a milk machine for this for sure. Like, there was no option to hand milk right away. We'd have to train this cow into hand milking. Um, they weren't halter broken. So we knew we were going to have to learn another skill to do that. And then we didn't have a way to get the cow here. <laughs> so that was another thing, probably amongst many, many small things. But we were like, hey, as excited as I am as, at this cow idea, I'm I'm not ready for this. I'm not skilled at this. This is not something we could do. So
0: even the ladies selling it. Gave she us, was
1: very kind,
0: but she gave us like hints to say, the "I rundown. don't know if this is good for y'all." Yeah,
1: and and she was yeah, she was very honest, and there were you kind weren't
0: of, not pregnant then.
1: I was not pregnant yet. No, this was still kind of mm, earlier in twenty twenty one.
0: Yeah, that was a really so, slow warm up of like, right, or or maybe to say. We, at that moment, we were in search for the right cow. Yeah,
1: I think that's a great way to say it because what that revealed to us was, oh, we're not ready to just take on a cow that's been at a dairy because it produces milk. So we began to funnel down those ideas of like, here we want a dairy cow. Okay, what's most specific about it? And then let's talk more. So that, we began to get specific about breed. We began to Do you get-
0: remember the, the price of the- those,
1: it was in. It was less than two thousand.
0: Okay, so I think less it was than probably
1: two. eighteen. Yeah. Okay. maybe maybe twenty or two thousand for depending on the cow that we were getting. So
0: around two thousand dollars. This is Texas, but yep. I maybe it's you know universal. I like not universal, but you know nationwide. Yeah. But you know two thousand dollars for a dairy that's getting rid of cows, mm-hmm. uh, machine milked used to a system mm-hmm. probably not very um flexible it's not used to
1: people yeah. um and yeah. that's not that that can't be trained we it just wasn't our wheelhouse for that
0: so then are, so then we're going to the the cow that i that we yes. found okay mm-hmm.
1: so when did we get our pigs what month was that
0: uh well you mean we got missy it was in it was in the summer so that yeah. was probably so a
1: few months later it was probably
0: august it yeah. was really hot i remember it that it was very hot it was either late July. So that was August. the
1: first time we thought, oh, family milk cow is a little bit different than just dairy cow in general.
0: Well, but that cow, so mm-hmm. we went, I we picked up Missy.
1: Went to the farm. They, she at, Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: uh, and she mentioned that this cow, they were planning on selling her, mm-hmm. did not give me a price then, said, but gave me the it information. It was kind of just
1: mentioned while you exactly.
0: were there. Exactly, so we got Missy home. There was a, a break-in for Missy to get used to the new pig. And we had you know, our meat
1: pigs at the time.
0: Exactly. So it was, I, we weren't really in a hurry. So it was probably, I mean, it was probably around a month. No, I think in a couple of weeks, she gave me the price for that cow. Mm-hmm. And she said, she is $3,000. Yeah. And at that moment, we we're like,
1: eh. And she had a calf option. So another thing we'd learned in that funnel as we came down from like. No,
0: that calf was gone. That's not, that, that, the calf came Later, I'll, I'll get to that. Because she was in
1: the video that you I sent know, me. I know,
0: I know, but she was already sold. The calf was sold then. Oh, I remember now. Then she I became back now. available. That's right. So Kelly was not pregnant then. There was not- I probably a, was, we just didn't know it. Very likely. You were definitely not sick then. No. So then, in that time, you get sick and with pregnancy, uh, and then we start realizing, oh, okay, This is which is crazy, the fact that someone would say, I am so pregnant (laughs) sick, I need a cow.
1: I would say that. Like that makes sense. I would say that. I'm like, and I can milk this cow. And but am I do I come in clutch?
0: No, no, it's so clutch.
1: I come in clutch. It's just what I know.
0: I try to get rid of this idea. (laughs) I try, I'm like, hey. This is bad idea. I don't know if we want to get the cow because you can't stand up. And I don't think you're going to stand up. And I don't want to do this all on my own. I'm doing everything. I'm cleaning the dishes. I'm, I'm making the meals and everything. You, I, That's an can, accurate portrayal of cow. exactly what happened. Um, but this is what... So anyway, but then Kelly said at this moment... Because we're 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 still getting like the the foundation of why we went yeah, here, yeah, yeah. And you looked at me, and I'll, I'll never forget it. Like there's some of these. Tell moments,
1: me, was I, I wise? Never forget it. wiser than ever you thought I could be.
0: Yes, well, kind of. It was scary.
1: Oh, it was cute though, right?
0: You, you're so cute. <laughs> but no, it it, it kind of ticked me off a little bit at first. <laughs> I was a little mad because you said, "Babe," because I'm like, "Babe," I'm like, I don't think we need this cow. Let's rethink this and not buy a cow and just find raw milk somewhere like like 30 minutes away we can do we can buy four gallons of milk at a time it's easy we can do this and it's easy and you said babe when we moved here i the the agreement was that i would not have to take care of any animals
1: that's fair that's accurate
0: and i was like what are you like (laughs) why are you doing this to me then Good if you're not wanting, like there was a moment that and I, I probably interrupted you and like, I what? Was like that then, never happened. That's insane. Like I don't know. Then if you're not gonna <laughs> take care of the cow, this is so dumb. Why are we doing this? And you and, you and said, then pregnant it, pause. And you said, Well, you interrupted and you didn't let me finish. I said that I agreed that I did not want to. Ever have a responsibility to take care of any of the animals on the homestead? I'm willing to leave all of my comforts of suburbia, move into a shed in the woods, and do this dream with you.
1: I maybe pull that out having every to do once this. in a while. I live in a shed in the woods.
0: The, yeah, yeah. You said, but then you looked at me and you go, This is the first animal that I want.
1: Oh, you make it so, so like, and seen.
0: I was like, Oh. Okay, we're, we're, okay, so you're going to help? I was like, you, I don't know how this works, I don't know how early, yeah. at the moment we were thinking like, well, you're, and we were thinking this, you're going to have to wake up at nine o'clock in the morning <laughs> and, Kelly, and milk this
1: cow. are you able to wake up at nine? Because And I'm not joking, moment, like
0: she- Yeah, I'm getting t-
1: up at about 8.30- and then I'm like on the couch half the day. No, at, at that this time. moment
0: you're getting out of the room at ten.
1: No, this not by the time we I'm actually when you were like sick. find. That's what I'm saying. Is yeah, we shift yes. right. So when we had this conversation, like come to Jesus and get a cow, we are already. Would
0: you like some more coffee, my love? Of course I do.
1: So at this point, though, I have gotten over the all day sickness and it's really shifted to like evening sickness. So I'm homeschooling our kids again and. The truth, I remember coming back with the line to say, babe, you were gone all day the other day and we fed the pigs and we put the chickens up. And I was just <laughs> defending my position to say, this is a season, it's hard, it won't last forever. Lord, help us do this. That was where I was moving with this. And then the funnel begins to narrow and not just our options, but it was like our criterion. We wanted a cow that had great milk, right? Because even our local place that we can get raw milk from, nobody liked it, which is why we weren't buying it. It's also very expensive. It's about $10 a gallon.
0: For, not, for like...
1: Yeah. For and 100. then the next best tasting milk raw was about an hour and a half away. So we're like, not that it's an even trade-off, but... Anybody who has a cow gets this trade-off. So the second is we wanted it to calf share. We didn't We didn't want to have to milk twice a day. And we knew that our family didn't need six gallons of milk a day to ourselves. We kind of fleshed that out a little bit as we had our cow arrive and we'd milked her for a few days. And we're like, ah, we can do this smarter. So that's a little side note for a couple minutes down the road. And then we needed a cow. We liked the—I liked the idea— Of a jersey, so just because I was always a jersey, the cream would be great. I mean, there are other options. There, you can get Brown Swiss, you can get Guernseys, you can get Jerseys, you can get Holsteins.
0: Jerseys give you like the fifty percent. Well,
1: very uniquely, I've learned that was very unique for us to get a round of fifty percent cream. So, so the funnel narrows, right? Twenty
0: five percent is very. Consistent for us.
1: And as soon as that appointment where the midwife says, you need, like, go for it. Drink raw milk all the time. We started seriously looking closer in our area. Thankfully, we had a lot of options in Central Texas. So we could kind of draw a circle around us on how far we were willing to drive. Um, but the final piece was we needed a cow that people could deliver to us.
0: Well, and we wanted Yeah. Well, let's now we're doing nuts and bolts, so we're gonna go fast, and then we'll talk about. We'll dive in deep. Do you want to
1: talk about the cheapest cow that we found?
0: No, I want to first start with the cow that we didn't buy. So to go um, uh, because we didn't go over that. (gasps) So it's a three thousand dollar cow. It was a three thousand dollar cow, and we then we passed it up back then before you were like pregnant, sick. Mm -hmm. Then once we decided we're gonna buy a cow, I went back to her and I said, "Okay, is." She's still available, mm-hmm. and she said yes. She is available, three thousand dollars, and her calf, which what we found out is an older calf, is also now available again because it was going, it was going to be sold, and the lady passed her up. Right. So she, the calf, is a thousand dollars. We have then realized now that the reason why it was an extra thousand, the reason why it was a thousand dollars, because it was an older cow. And there you just the older a bovine is that what it is uh is older like the a cattle is older, you pay more because it's mm-hmm. more you know mature mm-hmm. this cow was i think this was probably her second or third calf uh calf uh she was halter broken mm-hmm. she is one hundred percent grain fed mm-hmm. i mean sorry one hundred- sorry one hundred percent grass fed so does not need any grain. She, even when milking even when milking, she said that she would just stand you can mm-hmm. be out there in the pasture, give her you know maybe some alfalfa or just even some hay she will stand for you and let you milk her out like just really really gentle, gentle. and so and so and then also we knew that we wanted a calf so that we could calf share so we wouldn't have to uh milk twice a day. So that was four thousand dollars in order to get that. Mm-hmm. We'd never tried the milk, and we haggled, and yeah. and we and, and, and we lost. And we lost. We totally lost. Like she did not budge on the price, and well, she, she didn't knew, need to. Yeah, yeah, she
1: knew what she had. Yeah, we she, did not know
0: exactly. So she she didn't have to. So that's a three thousand mm-hmm. dollar cow that is completely turnkey, and first cow family like family cow she ready was bred. for newbies. I don't know if we ever found out she was bred or not. I'm
1: almost certain she was bred.
0: It's very possible she was bred. Um, so letting you know about price, the $3,000 jersey, we're not going into mini jerseys. I think that that's a waste of money I because I think over time you can breed for that and I just don't want to have to deal with like I think we we originally thought that we would want a mini jersey the A two A two yeah um, I don't think that this one that we lost I think she might have been like A one A two I don't know but so just talking about price that was the highest end that mm-hmm. we were looking at the three uh, and I I would assume that the calf was also halter broken as mm-hmm. well so we were like okay then when we lost her. Yeah. We're like, okay, we're we're out in the free market. Let's start looking. So yeah. we're going all the way down. We we started uh, searching on Facebook.
1: Craigslist.
0: Craigslist. Uh Craigslist was not very good. The Keeping a Family <laughs> Cow was probably the best. Yeah. For some reason, they they don't allow you to talk about buying animals there.
1: Well, I think that's why they have the marketplace.
0: Well, but but yeah, they say that Facebook doesn't allow it. But then I guess the marketplace allows it. I, but it's still just a normal group. It just has yeah. the marketplace. I don't get it. But we found a person in Central Texas, uh, a little bit south, uh, that they are they, they buy.
1: Right. Auction uh, cows.
0: Auction cows. Um, I think she kind of specializes in buying Jersey cows in milk. So she had a couple of, she has several yeah, like of them. Yeah,
1: like almost almost like the dairies are retiring these cows. And there could be a lot of reasons for that. Um, Some of it is like, maybe they're not producing enough for the dairy. Um, And we'll tell you more about the dairy part of of the farm where we got our cow in a minute. But the, so... She's basically like a dealer, like a third party. She and a partner go to auctions. Cattle auctions are really common. Um, We have so many auction houses. I even have a friend who works at one now. And, um, for any reason, a cow may come through the cattle auction and then she and her partner are looking for specific things, you know, is it in milk? Is it healthy looking? Is it, um, you know, how old is it? Cause all of these things have to be known, but there are a lot of unknowns. So basically once the cow is purchased at auction, you have really no record of where it came from, how how long it had been in milk? How many times has it calved? Has it calved? Has it um, you know, has it been ai or or naturally conceived? Are they birthing live calves? Are they how birthing many stillborns?
0: Yeah, how many different has you know, it had uh, farms has it been diseases,
1: on? Diseases, like, antibiotics, yeah. any of these things, these are very unknown things at an auction. So these aren't bad cows, but if you love the idea of rehabbing a cow, this is a great option
0: because the price is pretty phenomenal.
1: So drop that
0: eight hundred dollars
1: for a cow in, in milk, milk. We and we went and
0: we we milked the cow. Yeah, uh, not like a lot, but
1: well, what's it, ironic is some of the cows that come through that auction are given like. So, I think most cows peak, according to what we've been learning, at about three years. A cow may produce six to even eight gallons of milk a day if they are bred by a dairy and then, you know, obviously milked out so that they're continuing to produce more and more. The problem with that is then when they drop to six gallons, five gallons, there's going to be another round of cows producing eight gallons. And so it doesn't make sense for the dairy to keep up with those lower producing cows, but it does make sense for a family to get their milk cow where even ours is producing less on purpose. We've been weaning her off since we got her tapering off her production, Not
0: weaning her, right? We're just-
1: we've been tapering off her production on purpose. So at this cow auction kind of, grab bag is really where we went. Some of the cows were there because their teats were too big. So in the milking machines, you don't want long teats on your cow because it's more damage to the cow in the machines. So that was a really interesting thing to learn. But a neat part of this auction purchasing third party is that she would also pick up some bull calves or some, I don't even think she had heifer calves. I think she just had bull calves. And she would allow those bull calves to nurse on whichever cows she brought through.
0: Those were like 50 <laughs> bucks.
1: Well, here's why. Because bull calves are far less desirable in the dairy industry for a lot of reasons, obviously. And those, the problem with a bull calf especially is most bull calves by a dairy are pulled off the mother cow and never get colostrum. And the colostrum in the first day is critical to their health. It fortifies their entire immune system. And without it, they're basically like sitting ducks. So by I would never recommend buying a bull calf from a dairy if you're planning on- You mean auction? Yeah, well, yeah, I guess the auction. Okay. So I would never buy a bull calf now that I know what I know, especially because it's gonna have to be bottle fed and so tediously cared after. most bull calves do not survive after their they they've been pulled from their mothers.
0: So then we went to through through all these same uh, leads. Yeah, we found a Jersey mm-hmm. uh, breeder farmer dairy like everything AI guy. Yeah, like, I think you
1: want like I think if we ha- hone it down, this farmer is a rancher, I guess. So he's a he's a Jersey breeder. And he runs a dairy, but it's Small. not public. Yeah, he really only keeps the dairy going so that the cows are healthy. So the difference is the cow is a is a female cow that had a female heifer that has given birth. So girl cows are heifers, boy cows are bulls until they're not. And I don't know stews. if that's the
0: only reason he's getting out of business. He's older, well, and so he's. But re- what I'm
1: saying is, he was never producing like mass quantities of milk for the public to consume. He might He's really been. main no, that's what he said. He's like he I maintain that? the dairy to maintain the health of the cows. Okay. Because the truth is and we didn't learn this until we started looking into more about dairy cows. So, the cow may produce 6 gallons of milk a day, for example. She only obviously produces milk right after she's had a calf. So that food for the calf, but because of the way that dairy cows have been bred over generations, they now produce more than the calf can ever consume because it's for people to consume as well. The calf, however, can only consume ours. For example, is two months old. She can only consume about a gallon of milk, per sitting, or per day, depending on how much they're used to getting. If not, that dairy calf is getting, um, well, that calf, ours is a heifer, she gets white foamy diarrhea. And it doesn't mean that she's sick. It just means that she's not. she's not getting what she needs. She's getting too much milk. If your cow is producing six gallons of milk a day, and your calf is only consuming one, it's only responsible for the person who owns the cow to continue to strip her out. Otherwise, the the cow producing the milk is going to get mastitis or some sort of illness. So we're working in partnership with those cows,
0: which we'll, we'll talk about that when we get to getting the the cow here. So that so we he we he had a cow, particular mm-hmm. cow, this farmer, this dairy farmer mm-hmm. in mind for us because I said the number one thing that we would want is a. cow. Cow that we can handle, right? And uh, hand uh, milk, and hand milk, and that is gentle. You know, mm-hmm. we, that is safe around our kids. And he goes, "I have one. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I have one that I have and that in we're mind." First
1: timers, like exactly. we don't know what we, we don't have know. no
0: Idea. And he said, I "Have one. She'll let you hand milk her. She doesn't kick. She 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 will uh, calf share. She'll mm-hmm. she'll she'll allow the calves come." And he so said, "Just come over and look mm-hmm. at them." And so we came. We looked at them. It was uh, sixty one was yeah. the ear tags. Uh the ear tags are still on. We gotta get rid of those. And and she was very pretty. Mm-hmm. And she she didn't let us like pet her there. But I, she was I mean, in a
1: huge pasture. Yeah, yeah, huge pasture. Basically, we bought her sight seen, but not touched. Yeah.
0: We no, milked we her in the we, barn.
1: Yeah. But we hadn't like
0: well, so, we hadn't
1: had a conversation. So, yeah.
0: We went, we saw her. Um, and we we then came home mm-hmm. and we talked about all the options. And basically, you were like, "I don't. I want sixty-one.
1: I'm sold, America. I, I want this cow. Let's I, get her home. You said, let's do it."
0: You said that you do not want the auction cow for no eight hundred dollars. A lot of reasons. This cow, this sixty-one mm-hmm. at the dairy, was twenty five hundred dollars. Yep. So we're cheap five hundred dollars cheaper than the turnkey, mm-hmm. and um, at round about this time, we we lost the turnkey uh, cow. And so we went, needed to go back to 61 Mm -hmm. to be able to make sure. And, and one of the things that we talked about, I was like, would you deliver? He would deliver for like $150. God. Then they also had, he also had these, uh, heifer calves for $500. Mm -hmm. Now the $500 to the $1,000 that we didn't buy, it, that one would have already been like like totally. that like that five hundred dollars oh yeah
1: easier to handle well
0: more ready to breed
1: yeah oh like, totally. like,
0: like saving time so we can't but breed still, until
1: fifteen months I know so we have so. another year yeah. with this little calf before she's ready to, to breed. feed
0: her hay like there's a there mm-hmm. there's like that fun there part, is a that, cost that's five hundred dollars that's a lot yeah. right there so that was something that we did not know. What we were passing up, right? Uh, and it's not bad. Like I, we, we really love these two animals. Yeah. So I'm not saying that we are like still, you know, mad about it. It's just. But if you're ever you one know. of those
1: people who has kind of like a big purchase, and then you kind of take a little minute to not regret it, take our advice. The more expensive cow is not necessarily just more expensive. You're usually getting a higher quality cow. Easier turnaround, easier mm-hmm. um petter
0: teats. Easier possible. to
1: easier to fold into your life, especially if you're the first-time cow owner. But somebody yeah. who loves a challenge. We heard some great cow stories about, you know, a wild cow who always bashed around the farmer, but a woman was like, Fine, you deliver, I'll do it. And he, he goes, I'll deliver her for free. Yeah. And then told this great story of how she really worked out the kinks with that cow and Endeared the cow and you all being of that. pregnant
0: is that something that you're excited Not about? Not a is
1: chance a- <laughs> on this side well, this, of the moon well, <laughs> would I ever get a rough cow.
0: But that's why I'm saying, yeah, we don't have a rough cow. Yeah, but for those of you who are searching for this, mm-hmm. uh, because it is a very big deal to know that if you can find something that is three thousand dollars turnkey, mm-hmm. um, I do think that our cow very possibly is gonna have better cream, mm-hmm. uh, better milk quality, and possibly uh, more milk mm-hmm. than the one that we wouldn't have gotten. So that's that's one good thing, because yeah. she was so bred to produce. Well, also um, the
1: length of time we'd had milk. So if, if the first cow you fell in love with was bred, mm-hmm. you have to taper them off a couple months before, like totally dry them off of milk beforehand. So oh, yeah. If she, a, if she
0: was pregnant. Yeah. yeah,
1: there's a chance that, you know, I would have had the baby and then yeah. that cow would have had her calf. and And there are still so many things we don't know. So don't take what we say as like expert information. This is just some information that is really helpful as you go along because we were doing this for the first time and relying on Abundance Plus and our friends who are already doing this. I think that information is invaluable to talk with somebody who's doing the thing you want to do. Don't be afraid to reach out on social media, Instagram, email, whatever, because that that connection is not you invading their space, especially if they're doing something like this where they're sharing information is because they desire more people to do this thing that we're doing. And we believe in the modern homestead movement. We believe in people connecting with their food. We believe in no more faceless meat. We believe in knowing that when the milk comes out of your cow, it's warm and steamy in the morning. Our kids are commenting on things that they never would have known. And it's beautiful to marvel at because I'm always going to talk more than nuts and bolts. I'm going to talk about heart and soul. It's beautiful. It's super hard. It is We are farm tired now. Like I get what farm tired is. I get what bone tired is. We're
0: still doing the nuts and bolts. We got to get to that point (laughs) before you get all romantic on us. I
1: can't help it. I cannot help it. But that's so important that choosing your cow doesn't have to be a romantic process. Have those things, but don't be afraid to then take the leap because we hit the ground running. There's there's no option to not milk that cow or miss a milking just because you don't. You know, you're tired or you forgot or your time didn't line up because that cow needs to be milked or she's going to get sick. So in in shifting from knowing things and and writing things down and saving bookmarks on the internet, we also had to just jump in. Preparedly, like we had a place for her to come. We had the food. We knew the stanchion would be built, like all of these things. We were ready, as ready could be, but there's also a point where you can't get any more ready until you have your animal, or you have your shed to house, or you live in your RV, or whatever it is. You've got to learn some of these things hands-on and be willing to make mistakes.
0: We decide on the cow. It's going to be $2,500 for the cow, $500 for the calf, $150 for the delivery, so $3,150, because we couldn't do that. Like, that was part of the thing that we were haggling about was, hey, we can't, like, we don't know how to deliver this cow. Uh, we ended up finding a, a livestock trailer uh, pretty soon, so yay. And here's the thing, we ended up getting ready really fast, no matter what. Like, we thought we needed a whole month to get ready for that cow, but we didn't, because we got ready for this cow pretty quick. Like, we, we got everything ready in about two weeks. We built... The stan we built the stanchion, we built cleared the, the, the cleared property. Back. Like it
1: wasn't a lot of property, but like we had to clear a section where we could build these pens. The little
0: holding pin. Yeah. So we um so we have a little holding pin that's a full holding pin that's split down the middle mm-hmm. to where There's we can There's two
1: stalls almost. Yeah, two
0: little stalls yeah, to where we can set. they can be together, but then also separate to with, with two different gates.
1: Yeah, and honestly, that's a good side note. Um I was mentioning to my friend uh I think it was Sarah. Um, so Sarah and I were talking on, um, Instagram and she said, you know, how's your cream? How's the cow looking? And I said, oh, well, you know, we're getting this. It seemed like cream was short the other day. And then when I posted about the half cream day, she was like, girl, that's amazing. She's holding nothing back. And I shared that, well, the calf that we have isn't necessarily hers. I don't, it could be hers, but I don't know because the way the dairy worked was out of all their cows that were in milk one cow in milk all the other cows would go into the barn and get milked twice a day and one you know cow in milk i always say want to say mama cow but it's the same thing it's redundant so the cow in milk one of them would stay in a in a pasture kind of like a corral and all the little calves would come there were four maybe five calves they would come and they would nurse and then mama would get some grain at the end of it kind of like a reward she just like stood there still in the in the corral, got nursed, and then once they milked her out, she went to go have grains. So, oh, that was on rotation.
0: So, sorry to interrupt. Yeah. The $800 cows in the auction were grain-fed, and this one that yeah. we got is grain-fed. Well... Grain-milked.
1: Yeah, I think there's a big difference. This cow was pastured and hay-fed. So, I would say you can also tell mm-hmm. the difference in the look of their milk. The greener the milk, yeah, yeah, the greener the milk, the more grass they're on. And this milk has always been very yellow and greener.
0: I don't know why you're saying green. (laughs)
1: I meant to say more yellow. Um, But, and that's a whole nother fun.
0: The rye grass. Well, there's
1: a whole nother fun science lesson that we've done with our kids about the color of the milk. Because they were like, this is not, they'd had raw milk plenty of times before, but they're like watching it come out. that This is not the same color as what we got organic milk from Walmart. There's a lot of reasons for that.
0: Walmart's is a straight up white. It's our milk. Is I mean, as very, white as you can get. Very beautiful, creamy yellow.
1: Yes, but if you've never had yellow milk before, you might be concerned about why is this milk every kind of like
0: thrown off by it. It's funny.
1: Well, he's he's observant. Yeah. I think that that's what it is. He's just like noticing, but he notices in his own time where we're like that's obvious, and he's just like noticing a lot of other stuff. So let's talk about
0: like we got like the cow comes. Yes. I want to know everything that Kelly thinks you are three, four months pregnant. you hitting all um, the microphones and the tables, and I want to know about you hand milking, you taking care of a cow, yeah. you having to wake up, go for it.
1: I love a process. So this is amazing to me, like, To have a process where you go from literally nothing to then clearing the space. And then it's a reality that you've got these stalls for the cows to come home to. And then, you know, you prep and prep and clear space and remove things so that the truck can come in. And then there is this cow here. And then all it's kind of like having a baby. Like, then you have this cow and you're like, oh, I'm responsible for you.
0: And you... You have a baby in your belly, Aye. and you're gonna do all this again. And she does
1: not care. She does not care. I have a baby in my belly. She's just like, oh, what's the cow's name? Give me what I need. What?
0: The, what are the cows? Yeah, is a, so I mean, cow calf. The name.
1: cow's name is Goldie. She's about eight hundred pounds of beautiful golden Jersey goodness, and then the baby is Princess Buttercup.
0: Oh, so we're we're keeping Princess there.
1: I am. Why would we call her Buttercup if we're not going to do the whole name?
0: Okay, so she's Princess Princess Buttercup. Buttercup. Insert all Oh, I just told her... I just told... uh Uh-oh, that's not going to come on the registry.
1: You better fix that.
0: It's done. Well, then you me Buttercup again.
1: No, I didn't. You said, let's go with a pop culture reference. And I said, okay, I like Princess Buttercup. Can we call them on Fezzik? And you were like, no. Uh Uh-oh. But if you haven't read Princess Bride, it's fantastic. And you should... You should read it.
0: I'll try to find it.
1: (laughs) The audiobook of Princess Bride is our favorite. So that was fun to name them that. When we got Goldie, we separated her in the calf because we wanted to start getting her on a schedule. And then we had this unintentional cow party that night where friends that we had told about getting the cow, several of them had experience with milk cows or were ranchers themselves or their families were ranchers. And so they came over, checked out the cow. We ate butcher box meat on our fire grill. Like I just pulled things from the freezer, which was perfect. And we had patties and hot dogs and everybody brought something. So we just potlucked this cow party. And um, what they suggested was get this cow on a schedule as quick as you can. Meaning if you're going to put the calf with her at night, that just means you're, you're not going to have the milk you want in the morning. So we kept the calf off of them off that afternoon. And then the next morning we milked Goldie out as much as we could. It took an hour and a half. We were bumbling as a mess. It might even have been two hours those first few days. Um, But everything from the rhythm of like, oh, we have to clean her off. We have to brush her down. We have to get her grains ready. We need to keep her grains going because she's this dairy cow. So she's used to literally a silo and a chute, just pouring grains into a bin for her. She eats as fast as she can because she's trying to get as much grain in as she can before the milk machine drops off and she's milked out because then when that happens, she has to go. So she's used to eating that quick, quick, quick grain. So she puts out
0: like, like three to four gallons in probably five minutes. So I think, yeah,
1: and I think, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Is at the dairy she probably only got like I don't know two scoops worth of grains out before she. She probably was able to to eat like five
0: to ten pounds.
1: Yeah, probably like twenty total a day, and she's getting probably. I don't know, maybe twenty-five from us a day, because we're yeah. really we're we're going through about half a bag of. But we have grain. now
0: switched that. Mm-hmm. Now we've thought, okay, we we tried some alfalfa cubes, and she hates those things. She she just cannot is do like the a toddler
1: picking the beans out of chili. She, her face is in this like bucket of feed and we've mixed, you know, we're trying to like hide the veggies in your kid's smoothie or whatever. But I, it really has so many parenting parallels. It's not even funny, yeah. even down to the, like the ornery stubbornness of a cow is really interesting to learn. So I'm in the posi- persuasion like, oh, let's just let her know we love her. Let's just let's just gently guide her along. Let's talk to her like a real animal. I also watched a movie uh, called We Bought a Zoo. And so I'm like, no, we're going to be real with our animals. We're just going to talk to them like we need to talk to them. <laughs> it was like, I don't know, fairy godmother, mother nature, weird hippie <laughs> mindset that I was in that was going to get this cow to just be enamored with us and so (laughs) grateful for the life we've given her. It's you have to go back and watch. (laughs) She does not care. So cows want to know who's boss. And if you are not a boss against an 800 pound powerhouse animal, they will boss you. So I've spent, you know, in the days since we've gotten Goldie, just texting friends like, hey, I hate to be asking you about a cow Justin, again.
0: if you're listening to this, <laughs> you need to figure out a way to have the text thread to go on Abundance Plus because it is so... <laughs> like, like a ticker
1: so, tape underneath. Yeah,
0: exactly. There's so much great, like, just gold in there of everything that we've learned and just yeah. the hilariousness of it.
1: Yeah, there are some good things just uh, about, like... <sighs> The honesty of of first time cow owners, you know, hey, we want to make sure that she's not getting mastitis, or questions like, "Um is it normal for the cow to have this white foamy poo like this seems strange. My favorite part of having the cow is how quickly everyone has realized in our family, you know all six of us, everyone has realized how valuable she is and what a shift it is almost like in seriousness or commitment or just appreciation you know we all eat the chickens and we appreciate the chickens we all eat the pork and we appreciate the pork but this is a kind of a different story even even the chickens who give us eggs we appreciate this but we also know like man if if a coyote gets a chicken it's just sad but we get another chicken. There's something about the appreciation of this cow where Ella asked the other night, mom, do you think our life is better now that we have a cow? I was hesitant because I know that this last 10 days of having a cow, I mean, y'all, it's that fresh for us. It's 10 days of a cow. And in that time, it has been mommy wakes up, Mommy gets dressed, drinks a real quick protein shake, and goes outside to milk this cow. You're
0: waking up at seven thirty, y'all. Yeah. I have to say, just I'm sorry. This is <laughs> this so is big. This is dream. I have known Kelly since 2005, four. Maybe Texas it's 2004. State, I graduated since I we've been since we've been married. Yeah, you're right. Since we've been we've married, I know I know that <laughs> the, we, we were so dating. Since I, we got I never, married, I've known. I never her. forget. So, and we've been married since uh, we just now had thirteen years, y'all. Like that's awesome.
1: We're so in love. Oh my
0: goodness, we took. I totally forgot to say that. That like what's new in the <laughs> homestead? We took the pigs on our thirteen year anniversary. You did good. Um, so that was a big day. And sorry, <laughs> oops. Uh, but you agreed to it. I did. But, but so thirteen years, I have. For the first like one or two years, I tried to uh, inspire you, to uh, manipulate you, to coerce you, to bribe you, to mm-hmm. uh, shame you—like anything I could do to get you to wake up. Everything. Part in at the end? Anything to get you to please wake up a little bit earlier, and for the for the like last ten years, I was just like, nope, it's so much better. Why, to in not... the last
1: ten years have you not tried to wake me up in the morning?
0: because it's just better, and it's smart. I'm smarter because one of
1: us is getting up with all of the children all night long, and one of us is not
0: i'm not I'm not arguing I'm not but arguing. you
1: also get up at four a m like it's your job, so I know we're just very, very different. Humans. I'm exhausted
0: right now, <laughs> but i I put in like. Two full work days already.
1: But, but there that's where like the value of me sleeping in and having rest is so crucial because you'll come up to a, a hurdle or something in our life, not even like major life, but just like day to day. I don't even know how to figure this out. And I, then I come in and I'm like, well, what if we looked at it this way? And the oh. opposite of us works out well.
0: No, we're great. I think I'm you're not. still...
1: Well, that's because I'm waking up at 7 a.m. now. I'm so saying... You're happy. But
0: you have come in. I know. In the clutch.
1: As I rub my pregnant belly, you're right.
0: You have said, this is the first animal that Mm -hmm. you have wanted. And you, I remember the first like day one or day two, you woke up at seven o'clock in the morning, bright eyed, started getting things ready.
1: Out my window is the cow mooing at me, just like an infant who's like, Get up and take care of me. I do not care if you want to sleep. I am here.
0: Your mama instincts. I know they really have. have. Just like bam, I. It, it's just like a baby.
1: Yeah.
0: And I, I'm just proud of you. Thank I like. You. I'm, I'm. I'm grateful for you because right now you and I are milking this cow, mm-hmm. moving this cow together twice a day. Mm-hmm. We're milking the cow twice a day. Um and you're you're love I, I don't do anything with the calf right now. You're doing all you and L are doing tough. all the work with the with the calf while I'm doing all the other animals. Uh I'm just very grateful Thank for you and doing that. And the milk is something that you cannot get I was, that's what I was thinking. Like, just, you know, Justin was talking on a podcast, or I actually, I think I told him that, um, that I ended up, that we were looking at getting a cow. And he's like, cows are hot right now. (laughs) (laughs) Cows are hot right now. Um, and, and that was the thing, like, that I think that with cows being hot right now, Mm -hmm. I really do think that people are waking up and knowing that the world is changing, inflation is happening. This is where I get like really weird yeah. and nuts and bolts of you need to start taking control of your food.
1: I think participating in your food circle. It's If we're not starting to close in our food circle, if we're not getting involved with local farmers, if we're not going to farmers markets, supply chain is this year...
0: Ba- the, the bacon term- has gone up from five fifty last year in twenty twenty to now it is over. I think it's like nine dollars and sixty cents. This is and this is not like the good. Yeah. This is just Oscar like this mm-hmm. boring bacon, like <laughs> unhealthy bacon.
1: I think this is where the homesteader mindset has to come into play. So just like we were making the decision about a cow at the beginning of the year, and and a good friend shared. Your property does not have to look picturesque in order to have a cow. That was where we were at in our homestead mindset. We wanted a cow, but we thought it couldn't happen. A lot of us and listeners want to homestead, but you don't have to have property to homestead in a state of mind or a position of your heart. If you believe in locally sourcing your food, go to local sources. Doesn't mean it has to be perfect all the time. We have a Costco membership. God bless Costco. But if I can buy a side of beef from my neighbor, I'm gonna do that. If you can, if you can start, creating an emergency plan for when you can't afford your bacon and you have food stored up, that is wisdom. That is wisdom. If you can plant tomatoes, if you can plant herbs, this is wisdom. When you can get nutrient-dense food into your home because you have this homesteader mindset of preserving food and putting um, nutrient-dense seasonal foods on your plate, this is critical to the movement that we're talking about as far as people returning to the land or getting closer to their food source, their family, their community. We shouldn't be driving into our garages and never seeing the people next door. This is a shift, and if that is where you're at, that's the perfect place to be. It doesn't have to be family milk cow. It doesn't have to be raising your own meat.
0: No, no, it doesn't. It doesn't. But 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 I'm but I'm I'm only talking about the milk cow at this moment of like $3,000. Oh,
1: I know. That was a
0: lot, a lot of money. And we've uh, thank you, Lord, for being blessed that we could write Provide. that check. But the thing that I wanted, that I, I, I was going at is Justin was saying having a cow is next level homesteading. Absolutely. It's a big old animal. It is. It's next a level. huge, it's a huge commitment. But there is nothing, and now we get it. There is no other thing of raising your own food this is not turnkey Mm -hmm. it costs a whole lot of money it takes a Mm -hmm. whole lot of time but we are getting a gallon of milk two gallons of milk to feed our pigs every Mm -hmm. single day and we're getting about a gallon to a gallon and a half Mm -hmm. to put in our refrigerator for our family yeah and well and there's probably more than a gallon to goes to the well, pigs so we're going to have become, to rotate this as well and this cow is raising mm-hmm. a, a future another dairy cow mm-hmm. for us to either milk ourselves mm-hmm. have two dairy cows or for us to sell as right. like an income like or i mean us to breed and then sell like i'm what i'm saying is
1: i wish we could that, remember you might know but someone said the the family milk cow is the key to sustainability on the homestead or on the farm. Oh, It's
0: the book. I mean, I I, I talk about it. Um, Well, yeah, I'll put it up here. um, And and on, on the video, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm spacing out on the actual book. I'll try to get it here before we close. Uh, just look it up. But, but yes, that, that the, the family cow is, it's the linchpin. It is the Mm -hmm. most on a sustainable homestead. If you live where there's a, nothing but rocks, you're probably not going to be able to do it. Um, But it doesn't mean mean you can't
1: find someone nearby who does do it. I know. When we didn't have rabbits... We would get poo from our friends whose kids were in 4-H. Like we would just ask yeah, them to collect yeah. it for totally us and bring it home. I'm, i Rabbit I just, poop. I just want it to be attainable to people because it's very idealistic to look at someone even like we were before the cow and like, well, we don't have the pasture for this. That's okay. The cow can help us build the pasture. If it's, it's I don't have the, the property.
0: Uh, self-sufficient yes. life and how to live it by john seymour that's that's, the, that's book. the book that talks about I mean a lot of people talk about it yeah that.
1: but I just think that that's a really um critical phrase to stick in your mind if you're considering a milk cow it takes a lot of time especially to learn it if you've never done it but
0: so I don't we,
1: think it's impossible if we can do it <laughs> other people uh, can gosh. definitely do it
0: so um there's more to talk about this we could do this this is uh, this is, we should have done two parts. but but like well, wrap here's, it up. no, I'm not saying wrap it up. We got to actually have to go milk the cow. That's true. Um, so I'm not like it is right now three thirty. So we're an hour mm-hmm. behind her normal schedule.
1: No, we're stretching her till we four, are. which okay. is what I prefer.
0: Okay, so I would like for you mm-hmm. to like tell me we've had it the cow yeah. and calf for ten days. Just I want to know your thoughts. Yeah,
1: I think my deepest fear in having her is that will become prisoners to our property. It's always been my greatest concern about having any animals, but we have animals already. And if we have to be here anyways to take care of pigs, to make sure the chickens get up every night, if we have to be here every day to feed our dogs, then we're already in such a deeply committed relationship with our property and the way that it runs this is a sensible solution for so many things. You mentioned the inflation on, on bacon. Well, the cost of feeding that bacon before it becomes bacon has also increased. Our pig feed has gone up a lot. And this is like a joyful thing to get to offer our property. It For me, it's an investment in my time. To It's an it's an instant ROI. We I invest my give, time in we the We were morning. able to give
0: those two last girls I know so much really milk good. <laughs> for the last week of their lives. Yeah, we
1: just soaked their feet in milk and then they got this great nutrition. So the time of getting up, the justification, you could have been real bitter about that. You could have been like, dang it, you'll get up for a cow, but you won't get up at 6 a.m. for me. But you're not that way, so it's a oh. lot of freedom. But the time that it takes to milk her every day we're not just milking. Then we're filtering milk. Then we're freezing it to chill it down fast enough. Then we're putting it in the fridge. Then we're sanitizing all the jars. There's a lot to go into this cow. It's a deep, deep commitment. I really do think it parallels uh, infancy so truthfully, but that's probably because I'm pregnant. So that makes a lot of sense that my mind is already there. That I think the, Kelly's
0: going to cry on every podcast I episode. I always do. I
1: cry everything the return on investment is right. As I milk her, she's relieved. I know I'm keeping her healthy. The calf is, is much more patient waiting for us to get through the milk. The pigs are happy. Our kids are happy. I see cheese and butter in our future. Like there is, um, also doing this without being afraid pays me back because I don't care about how many people watch and I don't care about numbers. I really don't, because I have enough little people to steward that I'm most responsible for. But we've been given a platform where when we can connect deeply rooted principles and values in life, not moralistic crap that makes you feel good about yourself, but like deep values of, I want to steward this land well, here's where I cry. This cow helps us do that. This cow helps us do that in a massive way. In the same way, getting a tractor helped facilitate us stewarding the actual land and and clearing space so trees can grow and grass can grow. This cow helps us create pasture for future animals or future trees. And these things are just so critical that returning to the land isn't ineffective without a cow but there's a significant impact when we invest ourselves in the cow the cow invests herself in us in our family this is this is a big impact so i think that when we can share that honestly and say this is not beautiful it's we are not going to be your white walled farmhouse with no with no dirt on the front porch we're gonna be the family that kicks their shoes off before they get to the stairs because they're covered in poop. Like this is the most authentic way that I think we can represent the path from suburbs to homestead without glamorizing, but also without missing what is so beautiful about it. It's It's not beautiful because it packages well. It's beautiful because process is beautiful and because God loves the process and he's not done with us. So I'm just going to cry because I'm pregnant. So I'm having a spiritual encounter with my cow. So that's why I love the cow, because it reminds me that this is not meant to be perfect. And if we were perfect, we wouldn't need Jesus and we wouldn't need patience for one another and we wouldn't need to exercise what we were saying just getting her is like we have to be so patient with her but she's ridiculously patient with us we know nothing and she's just great even though she stepped on my foot and now I have a bruise like there are just amazing things about having this cow that I appreciate really richly and It kind of stuns me. I think that's been my messages to all our cow friends is like, I can't believe we get to do this and maybe we won't always get to do this. I think that's always in my mind is like, thank you for the time we get to do what we're doing in our life. And if you should change our path, God, we want to go with that. But for the time being, I don't want to miss the good stuff and the hard stuff and the Stuff that sands off the rough edges. Like we have rough edges and if we think that we don't, man, heaven help me because when have I ever gotten up at 7 a.m.? Never. Never. If there was one thing that Beau and I wish we had when we lived in the suburbs is a simple resource where all the things we needed to know about homesteading were gathered in one place. I remember the stress of scrolling through videos and blogs about gardening and family milk cows and then ending up down a totally different rabbit hole. So here's my secret sauce to help you avoid the stress of drilling and searching. It's an app and it's called Abundance Plus. Abundance Plus is a hub for all things Homestead. Your favorite YouTubers have collaborated and put exclusive content here ad-free and censorship-free. There's a library of homesteaders that you know and love, like Justin Rhodes, Roots and Refuge, Sow the Land, and yes, Better Together Life. You can download Abundance Plus on your smart thing for $15 to get started and only $7 each month after that. You've got a money back guarantee and you can cancel at any time if you don't love it. But let's be real, what's not to love about targeted homestead content all in one place? Did I mention it's censorship free? Y'all, there is a ton of content we cannot put on YouTube because they simply don't want you to see it. So supporting via Abundance Plus means access to this homestead community directly supports the creators and not just another big corporation. We have chosen Abundance Plus as the host for the video portion of this podcast. So use our link to get started with Abundance Plus and we'll send you a welcome bundle of gifts. You'll see eBooks and oils and your choice of Better Together merch. To get your freebies, go to bettertogetherlife.com slash abundance. We are so grateful for your support and trust. Thank you. We'll see you on Abundance Plus. bettertogetherlife.com slash abundance. If you like this episode, then you can find us at our YouTube channel, Better Together Life, or Bo is on Instagram at bettertogetherlife, and I'm on Instagram, Kelly, at Better Together Wife.